evening. You are listening to Radio Maria and this is Diving Deeper. Now, this evening, we are very privileged to have Ros Powell on, who will be speaking about Heaven is Real. Now, if you haven't heard of Ros before, Ros is a, she's a Catholic evangelist who is an international speaker. She is spiritual director to Precious Life, which is the largest pro-life group in Northern Ireland and has had a prison ministry praying with inmates inmates, sorry, for the past 10 years. She's also a prayer group leader for an interdenominational prayer group that has met twice a week for the past 35 years at her local parish, St. Teresa of the Child Jesus, in Trent Vale, Stoke-on-Trent. So, Roz, welcome to Radio Maria, to Diving Deeper. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, um, first of all, it's wonderful to have the privilege to speak to you all, and I'm very honoured. Um, I want to share my experience of being taken to heaven. In other words, my experience of diving deeper, as Karen says. And I really want you all to know that heaven is real. So before I start, Lord, I just thank you and I praise you. And I say, come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask you to send your angel ahead of all of us, especially ahead of me, to set my heart on fire. And as it says in Psalm 45, to make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Amen. Amen. So, um... I want to start by sharing with you uh, my life-changing experience of going to heaven, which happened to me over 30 years ago. And um, it was so seared upon my heart that it really feels like it just happened this morning. And, you know, God is the only one who can cut through the fabric of time. And we know that God is outside time as we know it. And some of the stories of Padre Pio, they bear witness to this. There's a book called The Holy Souls. And uh, in in that book, an account is told of Padre Pio that one day towards the end of his earthly life, Padre Pio told his doctor that he was praying for a good for the good death of his great fo- grandfather to which the doctor replied but surely he died over a hundred years ago the doctor was curious and he asked padre pio why pray for the happy death of your great grandfather since he's long dead and this is what padre pio said for the lord the past doesn't exist The future doesn't exist. Everything is in the eternal presence, the eternal now. And he said, the prayers I'm praying for my great-grandfather have already been taken into account. And so I repeat that even now I can pray for the happy death of my great-grandfather When I read that, it was like, oh, wow, Lord, when we think of our prayers and our prayers go forward, our prayers go backward. And how wonderful to know that God hears all these prayers simultaneously. Therefore, he can appropriate a prayer from Padre Pius now and attach it to an event over 100 years ago. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, because God's outside time, we should never in underestimate the power, the length and the breadth of our prayers. Padre Pio operated out of heaven. He operated with one foot on earth and the other foot in heaven in the oneness with his creator operating out of that divine connection that spills over and that guided him in all that he did. So my heaven experience. So I share my experience a lot, as you can imagine, because I want to help others to know that heaven and eternity is real. In fact, the things in heaven are more real than the things 
on earth because heaven is our eternal home and it's forever. And it tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, that we should fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We are all on a journey. <clears throat> and wherever you are in, on your journey, I want you to know that there's always more. For each one of us, there's always more. So my spiritual journey to set the scene, I'm a cradle Catholic coming from many generations of Catholics on both sides of my family. And they brought me up in the Catholic faith to attend Holy Mass and to frequent the sacraments. As a teenager, I went through many stages of rebellion, rebellion. And uh, there was a stage in my life as a teenager when I suffered from depression. Plus, I was plagued by shyness, low self-esteem, and I lacked confidence. You know, on my journey, the lesson that I've learned is that God is never in a hurry, but his timing is always perfect. And he will use our entire lifetime to prepare you and me for eternity. So how did this happen in my life? Well, around the age of 38, there was something within me spiritually that was really stirring. And I found I had a, a longing to go deeper in my walk and relationship with the Lord. I prayed that the Lord would show me the way and show me the path. And how many of you know that when we pray and ask to go deeper in our relationship with God, he always answers that prayer. I like the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. It says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen and you will seek me. When you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Well, I was seeking the Lord for more with all my heart. And he answers our prayers, but it's not always in the way that we're expecting it to be our prayers to be answered. So this is how it, how it happened for me um, in the context of my secular job. I met a young Catholic girl who invited me to what's known as a, a woman aglow interdenominational Christian meeting that was held in my local town. Now, I really didn't know what to expect, but she explained that many people from a variety of Christian denominations would be gathering to sing hymns, pray together, have a cup of coffee or tea and eat gatto. And I think it was the coffee and tea that draw me the most <laughs> anywhere long I went. And I must admit, when I walked through the door and I saw them lifting their hands high in the air, singing, clapping and praying in tongues. And bear in mind, I had no idea what tongues were out to ask somebody. And I have to admit, it was out of my Catholic box. And I really felt uncomfortable and out of place because in the natural, as I've said, I was a shy person with a lack of self-worth, sometimes lacking in confidence. In fact, I remember thinking, I just want to press the escape button and leg it out of the room at that stage. And then what happened, the lady stood up and gave a sermon. And I didn't think I was listening to what she said, but my spirit and my soul were listening. And I found myself up on my feet, moving forward and asking for prayer. And to cut a very long story short, she asked me if I would like to invite Jesus into my heart. You see, I knew I already had Jesus in my heart because I was baptized and I was confirmed. But she was so lovely. I just said to her, what, what prayer do you want me to pray? And she said, simply just lift up your hands. Say this prayer, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. And the moment I said those words, I fell on the floor and I was taken to heaven. And I stood 
in this vast place in awe and wonder. And when we experience the atmosphere of heaven, the Lord's presence is so majestic in holiness and awesome in glory. And it permeates everything about you with pure, penetrating, amazing love and goodness, which just envelops you. It's a little bit like every good feeling and experience that you've ever had coming together as one and then be multiplied a million times into heavenly ecstasy. It's indescribable in my native English language or in any other earthly language because the atmosphere of heaven, it's higher, greater, more wonderful than anything our earthly eye has seen or our ear has heard or your, or in your heart, you could never ever imagine everything that you experience in heaven. And you know, anything that's not of God, it can't stay in heaven. I was touched when I was there with God's transforming grace in an instant. And I remember looking over to the left and I saw a group of people who were smiling at me and they beckoned me over. And the thing about it is we didn't need to speak because they could read my thoughts and I could read theirs. And I knew instinctively that they were my ancestors. They were my loved ones in heaven. And I knew instantly that I was their seed. There in my, I don't know where in my generation um, they came in, whether it's my great grandparents or parents. I didn't recognize them that way. I just recognized them in the spirit. But I knew that I was their seed. And then I came out of their loins, as it says in Hebrews 5, 7. And, you know, they were so pleased to see me. And they impressed on me that I was going to go back down to earth and that I was going to live to serve my God in my generation. As I looked, I realized they'd run their race on earth. And now they were handing over to me a baton to run with perseverance the race marked out before me to finish my race. But do you know, I was in heaven 20 to 30 minutes earth time, in other words, chronological time. But as I've said before, heaven and eternity and God are outside as we know it. I was in heaven for a long, long time. I was also aware that a metamorphosis had taken place in me. So what had changed? Well, ungodly scales have been removed from my eyes Ungodly chains had fallen off me. Those chains of, of shyness, the chains of depression, the lack of self-worth, lack of confidence, they all dropped off from me. And instead of shyness, lack of confidence, self-worth, etc., I was aware that I had heavenly boldness. And the Lord gave me uh, gifts in heaven he gave me a great boldness to evangelize others. In fact, I'm very aware that I, when I went to heaven, part of me never came back. Because when you've been to heaven, when you've been in heaven, it's seared within you. And you find yourself operating from heaven as well as from earth through the divine holy spirit connection that spills over and guides you in all that you do and you know i found myself drawing on the resources of heaven as i walk as one with my maker because transformation had taken place in me i want to stop here and um, one of the songs um, that I've chosen for tonight is Amazing Grace. 
And Amazing Grace is the heartfelt words uh, penned by John Newton after his conversion, around about 250 years ago. He sold other human beings in the slave trade. He was a slave trader. And then he miraculously experienced a Paul on the road to Damascus conversion, just like me. And um, this song is about the amazing grace and unfailing love that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords shows to each of us without prejudice. The Bible says that Jesus came to save the sinners and we're all sinners and we're all saved by grace. And part of what I do is I have um, have a, a, a ministry in prisons. I've been going into prisons along with a team of four from our prayer group for over 10 years. And, you know, the Lord opens up our eyes through these inmates to see and understand that his compassion, his love and his mercy overrides all sins and all mistakes for the repentant sinner. And when we're in the prison, we see salvations, healings and miracles all the time through our prison ministry. You know, there are so many stories, but for obvious reasons, I'm not allowed to share them on the in the public arena but listen to the words of the amazing grace and let it minister to you this is amazing grace by carrie underwood amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears Amazing Grace by Carrie Underwood. You are listening to Diving Deeper on Radio Maria and you're listening to Roz Powell talking about Heaven is Real. Welcome back, Roz. Thank you. Thank you. So um, transformation had taken place in me. And when I came back down to earth, back into my body, I must admit initially I was afraid 
But the Holy Spirit, my gift of everything, guided me every step of the way with heavenly peace and reassurance. It was such a humbling experience. <laughs> it took me a while to get my head around it. In fact, I haven't get, got my head around it even now after all these years, you know. Um, and also, while I was in heaven, I received the gift of tongues, which is quite a shock because I, I didn't know anything about this charism. But it didn't stop me from receiving in the fullness before going to heaven, I knew that I had the Holy Spirit through my baptism and my confirmation. But on reflection, when I came back down to earth, I realized, yes, I had the Holy Spirit through the sacraments, but the Holy Spirit didn't have me. And why didn't the Holy Spirit have me? Because I hadn't taken my faith serious, serious enough. I wasn't fully surrendered unto the Lord through an act of my own free will. Before going to heaven, part of me was still in the world, doing things my own way, not God's way. In heaven, I had totally let go, fully surrendered, giving everything back to its rightful owner, which is Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, the one who paid the price on the cross for me and for all mankind and for every single person listening. I'd found hidden treasure. I'd found the pearl of great price. And a realization, as St. Augustine puts it, that God is closer to me than I am to myself. God is deeper within me than my innermost being and higher than my highest point. Wow. So we know God knows each of us better than we know ourselves. God knows and understands every detail about each of us. Why? Because he's your creator. He fashions you. He dwells within you through your baptism and confirmation. And I discovered through heaven who I was in Christ, my identity, and even more so who he is in me who he is throughout my life, throughout my eternity, that Jesus is alive, amen to that, and his spirit lives in me, and his spirit lives in you. That, that, that scripture in Colossians 1, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And when I came back down to earth, my eyes were open to the rich heritage of our Catholic church, our Catholic faith. You know, the Lord wants for each of us, baptized Catholics, to experience the church in the beauty of her splendor and to draw from the richness of our Catholic heritage. The sacraments and the traditions of the Catholic church, they came alive to me and I fell in love with Holy Mass. Before I went to heaven, I went to Mass a lot of the times out of a sense of duty. But now I go with a deep heartfelt passion and a longing to be part of the sacrifice of the Holy Mass, which is the highest form of prayer, because it brings us into the divine presence of God. And that's why Holy Mass is heaven on earth. It's so awesome for me to be transported in time and space to Calvary, to be with my Jesus at the cross. One of my favorite uh, saints is Teresa of Avila, and she has this wonderful saying to, to, to do with Holy Mass. This is what she says, here on earth, it's impossible to perform a more meritorious act than visiting Jesus in the Eucharist. If you took all the good works of all the humans that have ever lived in all the history and stacked them all on top and then multiplied them by one million, 
they would not equal the merit and virtue of one holy mass. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You know, after my experience of heaven, I had this wonderful personal relationship with my God in a way I, I, didn't, I didn't have that relationship before. I knew the Lord in my head, but now he was in my heart. My life just <laughs> radically changed for the better. Praise the Lord <laughs> that the Lord <laughs> brought all this upon me. And many times I've asked the Lord, why me? And sometimes the answer is, why not? You might ask yourself, why me? And the, the Lord might say to you in the same way, why not? So after I'd received these gifts, I started to read the Bible. And it's so important that we read the word of God. I read the word of God daily. I get up early in the morning about half six and I would read the word and it just so comes alive and it feeds me. And if I'm not going to my church, the Holy Mass, I will catch the mass online. And it's like awesome. What a wonderful start to the day. So, yeah, I researched this gift of tongues and I realized that this is the precious gift that fell on the people who were gathered in the upper room at Pentecost. And as you know, Pentecost is the birthday of our church. And you can read about it in Acts 2. And as I was studying up on the gift of tongues, I read 1 Corinthians 14, 2. And it says... For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the spirit, but it will, but it will all be mysterious. Wow. You know, when the Holy Spirit prays through us in a gift of tongues, we pray in accordance to the mind of God, according to the scripture I've just read out. He or, or she who speaks to a song speaks to God and not man. It really is a gift that I would not be without. And recently I was um, speaking at a, a Carolyn Second Saturday Bible Convention meeting in Wolverhampton. And I prayed, I mean, at these meetings, there can be 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 people. It's awesome. And I prayed with many people in that meeting to receive Pentecost fire. And many received the fire and the gift of tongues. And there was one man, and this man was from the traveler community. And he astonished the Carolyn people sitting around him because through his his newly found gift of tongues, he was actually speaking in their language, the language of Mary Allen, which is the official language in the state of Kerala. And they were interpreting his tongues as he praised God. How amazing is that? Do I hear him amen and I praise the Lord and hallelujah that, that you know, this, the gifts that came at Pentecost, they're for us and they're for us now because our God is a mighty God and he gives us this, these gifts in order that we can give them away to others. And you know, we exist to evangelize. The Pope is forever telling us to evangelize, to give our gifts away to other people. So I pray that whatever gifts that God has given you, that you, in the power of the Spirit, will give away to many people. Amen to that. I'm going to now flip over to my second song. And um, I've chosen um, a very old hymn, Faith of Our Fathers. And I've chosen it because it so reminds me of um, the faith of the Irish. 
I have Irish blood within me. My my granny was Irish and she was a, a wonderful, wonderful Catholic. And I go over to Ireland quite a lot because it's my privilege to be the spiritual director to Precious Life. And uh, Precious Life pro-life group is in the north of Ireland. It's based in uh, Belfast. So I've been their spiritual director for 20 years and uh, it was founded by Bernie Smith, who was a real passionate warrior for the unborn. So one of the reasons I chose this patriotic song, Faith of Our Fathers, is that it reminds me of the many, many times that I've spoken to, def to defend the unborn and witnessed the heartfelt passion of the pro-life warriors who fight on behalf of the babies, regardless of the opposition they face. And most of you will know there's big opposition. So I was reading up about Faith of Our Fathers, and it, it was actually written in remembrance of the martyrs of the faith. And these words, they remind us not to forget all of those who've gone before us, especially the martyrs who've laid down their lives for their faith. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Ros. This is going to be Faith of Our Fathers. That was Faith of Our Fathers by the Choirs of the Diocese of Leeds. You are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Diving Deeper. And we have the privilege of having Ros Powell on, talking about heaven is real. Welcome back, Ros. 
Thank you. Wow, that really is a, a faith song. Amazing. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, so um, when I came back down from heaven and I realized that the Lord had given me many gifts and um, as time went on, they were unpacked and unfolded. And um, one of the first gifts that he gave me was godly dreams and visions. And every single night since that moment I came back from heaven um, I dream every night and uh, there are some times when the Lord would speak audibly to me um, I just want to share uh, just a few of the things that the Lord has said to me audibly and uh, one night he said to me that um, the biggest mansion on earth is like a pigeon hut compared to what I have for you in heaven. The Lord says that to you too. He's saying that the biggest mansion on earth is like a pigeon hut compared to what the Lord has for you in heaven. And then another time when I was going through many trials and there've been many trials on my journey um, and the Lord said for every thorn, that you experience on earth, I have a beautiful rose bush growing for you in heaven. <laughs> How beautiful is that? How comforted is that? And I sometimes think about Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, when he talks about trials and temptations in James 1, 2 to 4, he says to each of us, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish this work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. Oh Lord, we don't want to be lacking anything. And Lord, we just thank you for everything, not just what you're doing for me, but what you're doing for the listeners, what you're doing and unpacking and unfolding in their life. And, and, and uh, you know, I shared with you that in heaven, that shyness and low self-esteem and lack of confidence was removed and replaced with a heavenly boldness. And do you know what? That boldness, it's like a boldness on steroids. <laughs> and I can say that because I know what it was like to be shy and I know what it's like to be bold. And the contrast is chalk and cheese, light and darkness. But like I said, I received that boldness to work in the kingdom of God, to proclaim the gospel and to use all the gifts that I have for others. And over the many years, I've spoken and ministered to thousands and I've seen healings, miracles, conversions, and I've seen so many raised from the spiritual dead. And I listen to the Lord all the time and when he gives me a prompting I just go for it I, I, I remember that scripture of Paul um, and he said I'm a fool for Christ whose fool are you <laughs> and I think yay come on Lord I'll be a fool for you you tell me what to do and I'll do it you tell me how high to jump and I will jump because, you know, at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, all that matters is that Christ matters. And that receiving of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, it's not a one off moment. We constantly need to be refilled and be refilled and remain open to the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5.18, it urges us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to pray. I want to pray and ask the Lord that he would pour out his spirit upon all of us. And what I'm getting is pour his spirit out for greater heights and deeper depths. Depths, sorry, deeper depths. 
because all of us need to get ready to be ready for every eventuality that we will face in our disturbed world. So we are going to ask the Lord to come with an anointing for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't matter that I'm the other end of the radio and that you are wherever you are, because the Lord is outside time, he's outside space. And I know over lockdown, I have a YouTube channel um, and it, it reached about 30,000 people. And I would pray with people to be filled. I would pray with people to receive the gift and they would receive it over the air. It's like just so, you know, nothing is impossible to Christ Jesus. And we have to remember that, that when you are in Christ Jesus, all things are possible. So as we pray now, Lord, I'm asking for the intercession of your mama, Mary. And I thank you that God chose to come to each of us through the womb of Mary, the spouse of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we ask for the intercession of the angels, the saints and the martyrs, Lord. Especially in the modern day martyrs. Hebrews 4.16, it says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that's what we're doing so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need so as we come before the lord now if you can close your eyes and know that jesus is within you that Jesus is around you. This is on the right, the left, the top and the bottom. He surrounds you with his love. So we come before you, before you, and we ask for your presence and we say, come Holy Spirit and fill the heart of your faithful and kindling it on us, the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Lord, as we come before you, we're asking your beautiful Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, to fan into flames everything that we have received through our baptism, through our confirmation, through every Holy Eucharist that we have received. And I thank you, Lord, that when it comes to the gifts, St. Teresa of, of Avila says to us that we pray God a compliment by asking great things of him. So Lord, we're praying great things. We're praying the greater works as your word says. So now I want you to Repeat a prayer after me. And the prayer I'm going to um, say is 100, Psalm 139, verse 23 onwards. So if you can say this after me now. Search me, O God. Search me, O God. And know my heart. And know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And as we're praying now, I want you to bring before the Lord 
in the quietness of your heart, all the areas of you, your life that you know don't give glory to the Lord. Give him any regrets. Give him any backslidings. Give him your faults and your failings. Give him all your sicknesses. Give him worry, anxiety and despair. And again, in the quietness of your own hearts, as you give it to the Lord, ask him to forgive you. Forgive you as you release all the burdens to the Lord in accordance to Matthew 11. Now, a big thing that stops us from coming into the fullness of God is unforgiveness. When we say the Our Father, we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Just know that forgiveness is a grace. And Lord, I ask you for the grace right now for all the listeners and myself to let go and to forgive any people who've hurt them deeply. So say after me, dear Lord, dear Lord, by your grace, by your grace, hold my hand, hold my hand. And I choose right now, and I choose right now to forgive, to forgive anyone who has hurt me, anyone who has hurt me, or those that you love, or those that you love. And I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. That you love me. That you love me. With your unconditional love. With your unconditional love. And I ask you now, Lord Jesus. And I ask you now, Lord Jesus. That you would wash me clean. That you would wash me clean. With the rivers of living water. With the rivers of living water. With the waters that flowed from the side of Jesus. With the waters that flowed from the side of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you for cleansing each of us right now. We thank you, Lord, for the scripture that says... Though your sins are like scarlet, I will wash them whiter than snow and I will remember them no more. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of reconciliation. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to go to confession. I thank you for the gift of our priests, especially as they absolve us from sins. And Lord, as we stand before you right now, we ask that your Holy Spirit will bring down the fire from heaven as on the day of Pentecost. Bring the Holy Spirit upon each of us. Lord, your word says in Acts 2 that they were gathered as one in the upper room. 
and there was 120 people. And your fire came like a rushing wind. And it fell upon the heads of every person in the upper room. The tongues of fire came, the gifts came, the boldness came, so much so that the following day, when they went out into the marketplace, Peter proclaimed the good news and 3,000 people came into the kingdom. He used that mighty gift of boldness, that mighty gift of evangelization, that mighty gift of tongues to proclaim to the people the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is within. And Lord, we remember the scripture that not long before, Peter had denied you three times. But when the boldness come, when the flame of Pentecost came, when the gift of tongues came, he went out as an evangelist unto you, Lord. Lord, you did it again 2,000, you did it 2,000 years ago. And we're saying, do it again on each of us. Now, I want you to say after me, Dear Lord, dear Lord, I'm asking you, I'm asking you for an infilling of the Holy Spirit, for an infill, infilling of the Holy Spirit. Come upon me with your holy fire, come upon me with your holy fire and fan into flames and fan into flames. My baptism, my baptism, my confirmation, my confirmation and Every Eucharist I have ever received. And every Eucharist I have ever received. I'm begging you, Lord, to bring the gift of Pentecost upon me. I'm begging you, Lord, to bring the gift of Pentecost upon me. And bring to me all the gifts you want me to have. And bring to me all the gifts you want me to have. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I welcome you right now. I welcome you right now. Into my heart. Into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my life. And make your home in me. And make your home in me. Amen. Amen. So Lord, I extend my hands now over the airways. And I pray that the same fire of Pentecost will come upon my brothers and sisters that are listening. And Lord, you bought those supernatural gifts, those charisms. And I pray for those charisms. I pray especially for the charisms when we were confirmed to come alive. Lord, I pray for all the gifts now in accordance to 1 Corinthians 12. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters and myself for wisdom, not an earthly wisdom, Lord, but a heavenly wisdom, the heavenly wisdom that you walked in when you were on the earth, the wisdom the Padre Pio walked in, we're asking for knowledge, knowledge of the things of you, Lord, supernatural knowledge. We're asking, Lord, for faith, faith, mustard seed faith, faith that moves mountains. Whatever level of faith we have now, we're asking for upgrades, Lord. And Lord, your word, word says in Mark 16, that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Lord, I ask you to bring that fire now 
into our hands so that we can lay hands on others and they will be healed. Lord, we're asking for that gift of boldness right now, especially for the listeners who tend to be shy or backward in coming forward. I pray for each one now. And Lord, as they give you the shyness, I pray, Lord, that you'd exchange it for the boldness that Peter had at Pentecost. And Lord, we're asking for miracles. We ask that we see miracles. We ask that we pray for miracles. We ask that, Lord, in that we know that nothing is impossible to you because you've called us by your name. You've created us. You made us. You know everything about us. And we ask for discernment, Lord. Discernment to be able to discern in the day and age we're living in the good from the bad. To discern, Lord, what is evil, what is profound, what is profane. To have razor sharp discernment, Lord. And we pray for prophecy because Paul encourages us to ask for prophecy. Lord, we pray that we would prophesy in this day and age, sometimes to one, sometimes to many, sometimes to churches, sometimes to countries. Lord, bring that prophetic gift upon your people because it is such a needy gift, Lord for the days that we're living in, the days that we're facing right now. And Lord, we want that fullness. I'm praying for the ones who want to have the gift of tongues, Lord. I'm praying now that you would bring that gifting of tongues. You know, the Lord asks, do you want this gift? Some of you might say no, and that's okay. But for those who are saying yes, I ask that you would come in the fullness and Lord, that you would touch them spiritually, that you would touch their lips and out of their mouths will flow. So if you're one of those who's asked for that gift, open your mouth. You need to say a word, you know, uh, Abba, Father, Father is Daddy. Say Abba or Father or Daddy or a biblical word and just repeat it a few times. I'm going to pray in tongues for you now. Hallelujah, Papa. O hallelujah, Yaya, Papa. O Kananaya, Sokolulujah, Papa. Yaya, Yaya, Yaya. Yeah, yeah. And my tongues are interpreting that, that I am praising God for you. I'm praising God for all the people who've ever prayed for you. And I'm asking, Lord, that you give my brothers and sisters the interpretation of tongues. And I ask you now, Lord, that you would fill us with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And we finish off by putting the armor of God upon us, Lord. We put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and the sandals of peace. And we thank you and we praise your beautiful, holy name. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Roz. That, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Wow. It's been a real privilege. Me too. Real privilege. And we had a final song that we wanted to play. Oh, yes. And it's um, Healing Oil by Kim Walker-Smith from the Bethel 
uh, group. I just love this song because it so takes me into the heavenly atmosphere. It's so deep and so meaningful. And it takes me into the place of the Lord's healing presence. Wow. So here we go. This is Healing Oil by Kim Walker-Smith. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. 